We finally got our first look at the future of the Indianapolis Colts in uniform. So what did it look like? Let's get to it. You are Locked On Colts, your daily Indianapolis Colts podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. This is your daily podcast covering your Indianapolis Colts, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Jake Arthur. He is Zach Hicks. You know the two of us from HorseshoeHuddle.com. I am the site's resident credentialed media member, bringing you the inside scoop from the facility. And Zach is the most notorious film man in the biz uh, welcome here with us. Um, on today's show, we're going to cover Colts rookie minicamp. Uh, they did that over the weekend, and we got our first look at Anthony Richardson and company uh, in uniform. And then we're also going to give you some bold predictions for what we think could happen on the Colts season, both on offense and defense. So kicking off with the uh, rookie minicamp, uh, Anthony Richardson, first time in a Colts uniform, that number five, everyone was really, really excited to see it. Uh, any of us that tweeted a picture or video there uh, this weekend, it pretty much blew up. Uh, but no, so on, on day one, Richardson up and down with his accuracy, uh, kind of, you know, struggled with some timing and throwing behind guys at times. Uh, the ball flew out of his hands, though, like you would expect. All of it really was what you would expect. There were some some good things, some things to clean up. Uh, what I did really like, though, is the guy wastes no time in practice, like, he is always repeating his rep or correcting his rep in between snaps and, and things like that. So the guy's always working on on himself, uh, you know, talking with Coach Steichen and, and getting things cleaned up. The next day on Saturday, uh, I thought he looked a lot more loose, a lot more comfortable, uh, just a lot more natural out there. He didn't look uncomfortable or anything on uh, on Friday, but on, on Saturday, I just thought it looked more natural for him. Um he had cleaned up some some things, and his timing was better. Uh, we finally saw him connect on some some downfield shots. Uh, he had one that was to one of the tight ends, I think one of the tryout tight ends, uh, up the seam for probably about 40 or so yards uh, for a would-be touchdown. And then he uncorked one for about 55 yards uh, to Cody Case downfield. Uh, he fell just before the end zone, so... We finally got to see that arm. Uh, you know, we didn't see much of it on the first day, which you would kind of come to expect. Um, but no, ov- overall, I think a good first weekend for Richardson. Uh, getting comfortable. You know, it's probably been a, a wild last few months for him. So uh, for him, I'm sure it's a relief just to get in the building and get back to football. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and that's the biggest thing to remember with Anthony Richardson. It's like it's one thing if you have this quarterback who was like a four year starter in college mm-hmm. coming in and and kind of being that guy from day one, you know, you kind of expect them to be in certain places. But we're in kind of unch- uncharted territory with Anthony Richardson, where he's a 20 or he's a 20 year old, actually not even 21 mm-hmm. yet. He's a 20 year old man still kind of learning his way around being a starting quarterback, not only in the NFL, but also just in football in general. You know, his last year was his only year as a starter in college. Uh, and then he's also working through those mechanical issues, working through some timing, working through gaining experience. So 
he's a kid, really. I mean, he's a kid that's just kind of learning as he's going along. So it's not always going to be pretty, uh, even in rookie minicamp of all places. But uh, the, the important thing is just seeing that growth every day, like you mentioned. So, yes, minicamp is only a two-day thing, but just to see that growth from day one to day two and looking a lot cleaner, looser, and smoother in day two, that's a big thing to keep monitor of. You know, I, I'm not going to sit here and say hang the banner right now, but – that is something that is notable, especially again in this young quarterback. So I'm happy that he was able to improve upon that first day and look better in day two. The other rookie I've heard a lot about, Jake, and and again, when you said you're posting videos of Anthony Richardson, they've been blowing up, but posting videos of this guy have been blowing up even more. And that's wide receiver Josh Downs out of North Carolina. The Colts took him in the third round. I have seen videos exploding all week, just showing his footwork, showing him in interviews and talking to people. I know on our YouTube channel here, I mean, our most viewed video ever by far and away now is the Josh Downs video that you posted. So what can you tell me about Josh Downs these two days that you, that you saw at Rookie Minicamp? Yeah, I mean, you, since he's getting so much traction right now, you try not to like go too far, but like he just looks diff- like he just looks farther along than all the rest of the rookies right now. He, he, we've commented on the sideline, you know, he looks like a three-year vet out there. Uh, he's a little guy. So normally those guys can have problems and in, with inconsistency catching things, you know, hands are a little smaller, this and that, but he catches everything. Like no matter if the pass is good, bad, you think it's out of his, his range because, you know, little guys have a small catch radius. He gets everything. Uh, he's had a ton of catches. He's each guy's security blanket, essentially. Uh, him and Richardson clearly have a report already. Um, you know, maybe thanks to that hotel throwing session uh, from, <laughs> from Thursday night. But no, he he looks absolutely awesome out there. Uh, I know the Colts signed Isaiah McKenzie this offseason, but it wasn't a lucrative deal by any means. You know, just just under that uh, or just above that one point one million or whatever that that Chris Ballard loves to do. Uh, but it's going to be really hard for me not to imagine Downs claiming that slot role like immediately. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Were there other guys who stood out in rookie minicamp? I know we only have a second, but I've heard Cody mm-hmm. Case's name quite a bit out of Illinois, right? It's, I think it's out of Illinois is Cody Case, right? Yeah, so he he caught that that deep ball from, from Richardson, which was, you know, the biggest highlight of the first couple days. But someone I want to absolutely make sure I mention before we, we head to the next segment is Evan Hull. Almost as as apparent as down skill is, Evan Hull has been all over the place as well. He also catches everything. And he, you know, any outlet pass or anything has been to Hull. He's had at least three or four runs that I've seen that would maybe be something in a, in a real environment because they, of course, can't tackle. And the run game is, you know, you have to use your imagination when you're watching the run game. Uh, in in camp practices and everything, but this guy's looked really, really good. Uh, He gives me really strong Jordan Wilkins vibes at this point of his career already, but probably a little more explosive from what we've seen so far. So those three guys have definitely caught my eye. Love it. I mean, we got to expect that they're all going to have a pretty significant role this year, especially the first two guys. But Evan Hull, I do think, you know, again, having that Kenneth Gainwell type role, I think he's going to have a pretty big Mm -hmm. impact in year one. Yeah, absolutely. So those those three, especially Hull and Downs, I think are just going to clean up during the preseason. Uh, but next, we're going to move on and give some bold predictions for the 2023 offense. But first, a word from our friends over at Built. 
If you guys are looking for a delicious snack but don't want all the sugar and the calories, then you need the best tasting protein bar in the biz, Built. You guys have got to try it. If you're like us and you want to start making healthier snack choices but don't want to compromise on taste, then Built is just the thing for you. What makes them so good? For starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate, which is clutch. They also have awesome flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, and cookies and cream. And I'm really not sure how they do it because it tastes like a candy bar, but they don't slack on all the macros either. Uh, Only 130 calories, just 4 grams of sugar, but 17 grams of protein. You also don't have to worry about doing it all online now either. You can go and get a 4-bar box from Walmart or a 13-bar box from Sam's Club. Whichever is in your neck of the woods, you go there and you can get Built Bars. Now, you can thank us later. And everydayers, be sure to hang with us this week, especially tomorrow, though, because tomorrow I'm going to be debuting a new series for the HorseshoeHollow.com site, and we're going to talk about it here tomorrow morning on this show. So make sure you have that alarm set tomorrow morning, Locked on Colts, where I talk about my new big article series for HorseshoeHuddle.com. All right, Jake, so talking into talking about bold predictions here, you know, I, I think we're both going to be very rookie heavy when it comes to our offensive uh, bold predictions. And I'm going to get it started without talking about the quarterback. I know you're going to talk about the quarterback when we go back to you, but I'm going to talk about the other promising young rookie, and that's Josh Downs, wide receiver Josh Downs, again, from North Carolina, looking good in rookie minicamp, looking really good on film. I think he's going to be, he's going to break the Colts rookie reception record. And this next, this next season, the Colts rookie reception record is 65 catches. I think set by a Baltimore Colts uh, wide receiver back in like the sixties. I think if you do Indianapolis Colts, I think I want to say Michael Pittman jr. Is up there as well. And, and Reggie Wayne and all them are up there in like the forties and fifties. But as of right now, the Colts franchise record is 65 receptions in a rookie season. You know, just as someone who is watching a lot of Philadelphia Eagles film this morning and really diving into that passing game last year with Shane Steichen and seeing how Josh Downs is going to be the Devonta Smith in this offense, I would be shocked if he doesn't at least get near that 65 number. Like, I I really think 70 or 80 is within reach with Josh Downs in year one. He's going to be their quick win wide receiver when he's lined up in the slot or lined up. Uh, outside in favorable matchups. He's going to be their guy who can win quick. He's going to be a huge part of the short passing game. Uh, and they're going to build a lot of concepts off of his ability to get open in that pass game. So I'm not saying he's going to get like a thousand yards this season, but I could totally see a 70 catch season for, you know, 900 yards or 800 yards as a rookie, because he's just going to be so vital in that quick passing game and that passing game over the middle. Uh, I'm really, really high on what Josh Downs can do in this offense. And I think Shane Steichen's going to dial him up in a lot of really cool and creative ways. So Josh Downs, I think he's going to break the Colts rookie reception record in year one. I really like that. And I don't think it's far-fetched at all. And Shane Steichen really strikes me as someone who doesn't care if you're a rookie, year one, year two, whatever. If you can perform, you'll be out there. And just from what I know about Downs before even seeing him on, on the field at rookie camp and now after seeing him, I just think he's going to have a real significant role. And like you said, the exact reason is the quick wins, getting the ball out quickly. He doesn't have to have all those long developing plays that the other guys are going to have. So I, I, I really like that one a lot. I'm going to go with another uh, rookie. I'm going to say that Anthony Richardson starts from week one and he's going to break the Colts uh, single season 
quarterback rushing touchdown record, <laughs> which is like the Colts don't have like some big long history of Cam you know, Newtons and stuff like that. You should have also put the rushing yard record as well. Like every rushing record for a Colts quarterback. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. I'm season. sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure. Uh, but it's really not that hard to, to get to. Honestly, Andrew Luck had five in 2012. That's not only the rookie record, but the Colts franchise record. Uh, so I think Richardson is going to start from week one and he will get that, that rushing touchdowns record. I'm sure the yardage too, which is probably like 400 yards or something. If I had to guess. Yeah. Uh, but that touchdown record is only five. And I, I think he's probably going to smash that. Cause again, you're inside the five yard line, pick your poison. Is it going to be Taylor or Richardson? You have a bunch of trees out there in the passing game, <laughs> Woods, Pittman, Pierce, pick your poison. You know, they're, they're going to have to have lighter boxes at times. And, you know, Shane Steichen will know how to kill that. If you're going to cover the big guys on the outside, then okay. You're going to thin out that box a little bit and then vice versa. So the Colts in theory should have a pretty dangerous red zone offense. That's true. And remember they're bringing the tush push here to Indy. Exactly. If the Colts are within the five yard line, it's just going to be QB sneaks with their six foot five, 250 pound quarterback, you know? So I think that's a very, very safe bet by you there. I also think the rushing record though, I think, I, I think is something that he's going to break uh, in, in your one, the Colts individual one. And honestly, that might be too bold, but I wouldn't be shocked if he starts pushing like rookie records across the league for rushing yards and, and rushing touchdowns from a quarterback. Like I know cam is like 12 or 13, I think in his rookie year, it wouldn't shock me if Richardson got close to that just because of, again, Shane Steichen relies on that tush-push play, relies on a lot of QB power and QB runs in the red zone. You could see Richardson have pretty high rushing numbers and rushing touchdown numbers in year one. Uh, so I really like that one, Jake. Uh, to kind of bring it back to the offensive line, this is one that might shock some of you guys. The Colts get back into the top 10 in fewest sacks allowed, the fewest sacks against uh, for an offensive line. Part of this is because I do think the offensive line is going to bounce back. You know, new O-line coach, new scheme that's going to be predicated on getting the ball out quick in a lot of ways and and kind of extending uh, the running game a lot so defenses can't just tee off on your passing game. And then also the ability of Anthony Richardson to negate sacks. You know, again, last year with the Colts, if you got beat up front as an offensive lineman, it was a sack because Matt Ryan's not getting out of that. Matt Ryan's falling down. He's doing the Eli Manning and the Peyton Manning where you fall down as you see the guy about to hit you and and you just take that sack. But with Anthony Richardson, we saw in college that this is a guy who can negate sacks at a really, really high level. You know, it might not always be pretty. It might be some incomplete passes in there and some throwaways. But we have seen Anthony Richardson have that ability to keep sack numbers low because he's so hard to bring down and because he knows when to get rid of the ball. So I think uh, the Colts are going to climb back into that top 10 range of fewest sacks allowed. And I'm not even necessarily saying it's because the O-line is going to be elite again, but I think it's going to be because a combination of the scheme and the quarterback uh, and the offensive line kind of figuring some things out uh, compared to last year. So I I do think the Colts kind of go back up into that upper echelon of fewest sacks allowed next season. For the love of God, I hope so. Cause like <laughs> it's really tough to watch an offense that can't plug any pass rush holes. And right. the thing is like if defenses ever brought an extra rusher for like really the last two or so years, it felt like they were getting home every time. If you brought an extra, if you outnumbered the Colts protection at all, you're getting home. And let's let's just hope that gets cleaned up. Cause again, Richardson was able to avoid sacks better than anyone in the class. 
you know, he's mobile to begin with, you know, they do have capable bodies up there on the offensive line. And they seem to really take to new O-line coach, Tony Sperano Jr. So fingers crossed the passing game is a little, a little easier to watch a little easier on the eyes this year. Uh, mine. I'm saying that Jonathan Taylor is going to lead the league in rushing again after doing so just two years ago. That's obviously not far fetched because he's done it before, <laughs> But considering how bad last year was for him and the offense and the line, you know, it is bold to say that it's going to happen again. You know, over 1,800 yards, over 2,000 yards of scrimmage two years ago, 20 touchdowns two years ago. Uh, I think he's going to lead the league in rushing again. Um, A lot of times all that takes is 1,400 yards. So he doesn't even have to duplicate the season he did two years ago. Uh, But I just think. Team defenses are going to be in such a, a tough spot defending him and Richardson that, you know, it's, it's just going to be so hard. You know, that, that option game is back. That's how he really flourished with Carson Wentz. Um, I just think this offense is really going to play to Taylor's strengths. Yeah, absolutely. Having a plus one in the run game, like Anthony Richardson just adds so much to your running back. And, and again, if you're making linebackers and defensive ends have to hesitate for half a second, when you have this 4-3, 220-pound running back back there, that's a, that's danger waiting to happen. Uh, again, I'm not projecting the Colts to win 100 games this year or anything like that, but the running game could certainly go off with those two in the backfield. So I, I love that one too, Jake. Uh, next up, guys, we're going to give you our bold predictions on the defensive side of the ball. So stick around for that conversation in just a second. All right, Jake, so diving into the defensive bold predictions, you know, I think a lot of this is – you know, the theme of this one's going to be bounce back in a lot of ways. And then again, we're going to we're going to have to throw some rookie stuff in there because I think the Colts defense last year is really interesting. They started off the year so hot and it, they just struggled so much down the stretch. So we have to do a lot of projecting on hopefully getting them back to where they were early in the season last year. But I'm going to focus on one of the star players from last season. One of the guys who was a major breakout uh, had a phenomenal year, and I think he's only going to build upon that in year two with Gus Bradley, and that is linebacker Zaire Franklin. Zaire Franklin has emerged as one of the pivotal players on this entire football team, and I think next year he gets that Pro Bowl nod. I think he gets a couple of bounces to go his way and gets some interceptions, uh, gets the tackle numbers again where they were, and does a lot of really good things for this. And he, you know, he even expands his role as a pass rusher. He had a couple of really nice rushes last season as that blitzing linebacker. I think Zaire Franklin's going to be a pro bowler in the AFC next season. That's going to be my bold prediction to start off this segment. Uh, I, I really just love a lot of the things he did on film last year. And I think, you know, he was really close to having the stats to back that up last year. He was a pro bowl alternate last season, uh, but he just needed a couple picks to bounce his way and he would have certainly got it. Uh, I think, this next season with better talent in front of him with more fortunate bounces and more playing time, even coming his way. I, I, yeah, I think Zaire Franklin's going to be a pro bowler this next season. I love it It, because again, it wasn't going to be a stretch last year for him to do it. He broke the Colts single season tackle record, which used to belong to to Leonard who's a perennial pro bowler. Uh, I think the opportunities are going to be there this year too, because we don't, we still don't know what Leonard's future holds. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's still not full go working out and everything. Bobby Okereke is gone and him and Okereke had dueling tackle numbers. It seemed like every week, mm-hmm. if, if Franklin comes closer, redoes, redoes what he did last year. I, I absolutely see that. So I really like that one. Uh, I'm going to go back to the defensive front. 
The Colts break their single-season franchise sack record, which they set in 2005. They had 46 sacks. Last year, they were almost there. It came down to the last week, and they almost got it. Uh, they had 44 last year, so I'm going to say they finish with a few more. Uh, they get to at least 47 sacks, break that single-season record. They don't have Ngakwe anymore, who was a guaranteed, what, was it seven and a half, eight sacks a year? <laughs> Yeah. But Samson Abukum is very disruptive. Uh, he could stay on the field as well because he's a really good run defender. You have progress from Quiddy Pay, who uh, dealt with injury throughout a, a lot of last season, and you've got to think it won't be as bad as it was. Dio Adangbo is more developed. Um, DeForest Buckner is obviously one of the better pass rushing tackles. Grover Stewart has started to get better as a pass rusher and just told us the other day his goal is to – that's his main focus is getting better. Ade Ade, if he can contribute at all, that's that's a plus. So they don't have Ngakwe anymore, but I think the pass rush is going to be more consistent than it was, and it's going to lead to them getting those few extra sacks and, and hitting that number. Yeah, I think what a lot of people don't remember about last year is I think Quiddy Pay through the first like five games had like three and a half sacks last year, and then he got hurt. Uh, and when he just wasn't the same the rest of the season, like it took him until I want to say I got a text from someone that was February that he was finally cleared to go back on field training and stuff like that. So that injury was nagging throughout the whole year and you could see it in his play. Like I think the Patriots game was his last strong game of the year. And then he kind of just tampered off and and the injury was definitely popping up throughout the rest of the season. So if Quiddy Pay can be healthy the whole year and, you know, play a whole season like the way he started last year, it's not out of this realm, you know, out of the world to think that they break that single season sack record and, and that Quiddy Pay has a really, really strong, was this year three for him? Yeah, really strong year three for him. Uh, Dio Dangbo also came on really strong late last season. So, yeah, I could totally see them breaking it. And then obviously the 17th game helps a lot when it comes to franchise records. You know, we're talking about Anthony Richardson breaking records, Josh Downs breaking records. And you might think that we're being a little too optimistic, but a lot of it comes down to just volume and the fact that they have that extra game. So it's not the craziest predictions here, but they are part of their predictions. Uh, my other bold one, I, I think I want to go to corner and I don't want to go too crazy with this because, you know, I don't want to just project this whole defense to make the pro bowl when, or, you know, last week, our last episode of last week was temporary expectations and, and don't expect the team to be like a 10, 12 win team. So good call, I, good call. I, I have to calm down just a little bit, but I do think this is finally the year where Isaiah Rogers senior emerges as the team's top corner. I, I really, really think he's had the opportunities in the past. He's developed each and every year, even though last year, uh, he didn't give as much playing time as we would have liked. You could see growth in his game. You could see him getting better as a lockdown type corner. Now this year, the opportunity is finally there for him to be a starting outside corner, uh, to be the number one guy on the outside. And I think he has all the tools and the potential to be that guy. So I'm not going to make any crazy predictions and say he gets like nine interceptions or anything this year, but I do think he emerges as that number one corner and maybe doesn't fill the exact same role as Stephon Gilmore did last year. But I think he kind of fills a similar void in a way. You know, he gets, not, again, not that exact same level as Stephon Gilmore was out last year, where Stephon Gilmore was an elite corner for the Colts. But I do think he emerges as like a really good replacement to what we had last year with Stephon Gilmore. I like that because you mentioned the opportunity is there. And, you know, Gus Bradley was kind of in the way with the personnel for a bit last year. He yeah. kind of has no choice now. Uh, Gilmore's gone. Kenny Moore. For as good as he has been in his career, he's had issues staying healthy at times. 
And, you know, we have to see that he's a strong fit in this system before we could just say that it's a fact. Uh, so Rodgers is kind of the de facto best returning corner they've got. Dallas Flowers is the next most experienced guy. They obviously invested heavily in that in the offseason. Uh, Juju Brents, Darius Rush got his name right that time, and Jalen Jones. Um <laughs> So I think that makes the most sense for Isaiah Rogers to have that most consistent, prominent role. But I'm going to stay with the cornerbacks, but I'm going to focus on another guy for mine. Uh, I'm going to say that Juju Brents uh, is going to, I don't want to say he's going to make the Pro Bowl because he's a rookie. Um, He's going to start and he's going to lead the team in interceptions with five. Uh, one thing that makes it bold is because he's not even fully cleared for football stuff right now. Uh, <laughs> this is so this is your boldest one you've ever made. Even though I goaded you into a couple bold ones last year, like yeah, this this might be your boldest one just because I'm, he's I'm gonna not say even five. To play. <laughs> yeah, so by training camp he should be fully good. But no, so he's I think since he's a rookie, teams are gonna pick on him. Last year, teams did not pick on Isaiah Rogers, so I don't think they're gonna try that again this year. So they're going to probably go for Brents, and he's a big, lengthy, athletic guy. You test him too much, those interception numbers are going to come. He does have ball skills, and he's he's huge. You look at him, he's like a freaking spider out there covering the receivers. So uh, I think he's going to lead the team with five picks. I, again, I'm not going to say Pro Bowl, even though that seems to be a huge determining factor for corners. Mm-hmm. Um, but Juju's going to make a, a good impact. He's going to come down with five picks. Okay, okay. You know what? I'm going to throw out another one that's not really defense or offense related. It's special teams related. But I think Darius Rush is going to be pushing the league lead in special teams tackles this next season. Ooh, I like it. I was looking at Darius Rush the other day as a special teamer and watching a little bit of his film and, and looking at some of the advanced stats. This dude was an insanely good gunner in his college career. Like, I didn't even realize how great of a gunner he was. Like, I think he had like 20 special teams tackles in the last three seasons like that's an insane number for college football like I was looking at legit special teams aces alongside him and I'm like yeah if he had full-time special team snaps like if that was his full-time role he would have been the one of the best special teamers in all of college football so Darius Rush I think him and Ashton Doolin just locked down the gunners this year and are one of the best gunning gunner pairs you know in the NFL I know I know it's hard to really compare gunner duos <laughs> across the league I don't know how many of you guys know every gunner duo there is in the league, but I think Ashton Doolin and Darius Rush lock it down as special teams aces this next season. I like that because at some point soon we're going to talk about, you know, the winners and losers of the Colts offseason. And for moves similar to, to getting Darius Rush, new special teams coordinator Brian Mason, huge winner this offseason. Yeah, right. They have spoiled this guy. He just came in and they are already making it rain talent on on his core sport core four special teams group and that's that's going to be a good one i, oh, yeah. I really like that pick oh yeah bringing back ej speed bringing back ashton duel into longer deals and then matt giving gay. Him a, yeah matt gay coming in and then le- like bringing in all these super athletic young players uh yeah when we talk about winners and losers tomorrow so every day is tomorrow <laughs> when i reveal what my new series is going to be for horseshell.com we'll follow that up with winners and losers of the colts offseason so again Every dares you want to have that alarm set bright and early 6 a.m. or even earlier, you know, 4 a.m. just to get ready for this podcast episode. Uh, We love you and make sure you're checking that out. If you guys don't already 
Follow at Lockdown Colts, at Jake Arthur NFL, and at Zach Hicks 2, all on Twitter. Also, subscribe to the Lockdown Colts podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen to your podcast. We'd love your guys' ratings and reviews, and we'll see you guys bright and early tomorrow morning.